Hello, and welcome to part two of the Joy of Hair Week on the Positively Joy podcast, and I'm your host, Yvette Walker. We are about to have a conversation with Michael Quintanilla, who is a former journalist, used to work at the LA Times, and finished his career at the San Antonio Express News, where he retired in San Antonio. We're going to talk to Michael about his fabulous hair and uh, what going gray means to him. Stay with us. Hello and welcome to episode two of Hair Week in the Positively Joy podcast. I'm your host, Yvette Walker. Thanks so much for being with us. And we're talking about hair this week because, you know, hair is a spiritual thing it can be a biblical thing, and it's a multi-million dollar business, and it matters to a lot of us. So today I'm talking to Michael Quintanilla, uh, who is a San Antonio resident and lover of all things San Antonio, who has marvelous hair. <laughs> he has marvelous hair and has, and has had marvelous hair for years and years, as long as I've known him. Thank you so much for being on the show, Michael. Hey, it's great to be with you, Yvette. How long have we been friends? We have yet. Well, we worked together back in 1980-something at the Dallas <laughs> Times-Herald, which doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> I, I remember I had long hair back then. Oh, I know, and I'm going to show everyone a picture of that hair. Oh, no. <laughs> you have always had beautiful, healthy, and that's important, beautiful, healthy, well-manicured hair. And your hair, as I think a lot of our hair is, and this is my summer look, this is kind of my wild and crazy summer hair look, but you have always... It looks great. Well, thank you. But you have always, um, your hair has been a part of your persona. Um, and, and just because I would say it's man, it was manicured and is manicured, that doesn't necessarily speak to the innovative, creative side of you, but you're, but you've always had like this amazing hair and you still do today, even though it's shorter. And even though both of us are a few years past, <laughs> past when we, when we met, right. Yeah. <laughs> but when you and I were talking about going on the show, um, you were talking about letting your hair go gray. So before we go there though, let's talk a little bit about, um, how you have always seen your hair. Um, you had shoulder length hair, uh, 1980s shoulder length hair that was beautiful. We all, men and women craved it. So tell me what hair was all about for you. What, what has it been about for you? Well, I think that 1980s hair was still, uh, what can I say, uh, leftover from the 1970s because I was so big into disco. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think my first superhero was John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and um, the Bee Gees, you know? I used to love the Bee Gees look. That, uh, you know, that quaff of all that hair. Yeah. And then the disco era. And I remember hitting the clubs in the late 70s and even in the early 80s when disco was barely, like, hanging on, you know? <laughs> And you had to have that hair. You had to have all that hair. You had to have that mop on your head. And so uh, i that's why I had that hair. And I was really working it. I mean, I really worked it. I remember even the, the films of the late 70s and the early 80s, all those great de detective films like Serpico. I so wanted to be Serpico. 
and I was uh, I was on the police beat then, and uh, so I remember like heading to the uh, working the police beat and wearing the t-shirt and the tight jeans and having that cervical hair with the mustache and uh, even the the uh, the young girls working the uh, the 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 detectives uh, working behind the desk in the detective offices. They actually thought I was an undercover cop. So I was getting like the best reports when I'd go in and say, hey, can I have the report on this investigation and this and that? Until one day they found out I was a reporter. <laughs> so I was always getting the best reports, and I think it was because of the hair. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you, do you think that you have been, or, or certainly back then, were known by your hair? Oh, yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone, like, yeah, they... And I think that was why I would get second glass, uh, second glances because of the hair. Mm-hmm. And so what I've learned through fashion, and because, you know, my background, I went, I, I always like to say that I've gone from, in journalism, because my career as yours, I've had a 40 plus year career in journalism as a writer and a reporter. I've always have said that I've gone from the crimes of passion to the crimes of fashion. So uh, <laughs> I've learned from, uh, from designers when... Uh, and talking to them and asking them questions the way we're talking now, like what's the best advice you can give? And mainly when it comes to fashion, it's uh, and because I've covered high fashion, you know, going, going to the shows in New York, Milan and Paris uh, and asking designers, what's the best advice you can get, give women when it comes to fashion and how they should present themselves, especially when attending gala events, right? And looking their best at important events. And they've often told me, Yvette, and for your your listeners and your viewers, focus on the waist up. And in particular, focus on the shoulders up, which mm. means head and shoulders, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And that often means the hair. Because when you go to events, and it's always the first impression, when you look at someone, you look them in the eye and it's all about the hair and your eyes and um, your jewelry, you know, your smile <laughs> and the hair. And so that's always, that's all, that's how you make the first impression. So, yeah, I think it's always has been about your quaff and, and everything around it. So yeah. it's the face and the hair. And I think that's always really important, you know? So I always like tell that to young people also, like when you go to a job interview, like focus on good grooming and grooming does include, you know, a good head of hair and how you present the hair, you know, how you style it, how you comb it and how it looks when you, when you walk into that interview, mm-hmm. you, know, you gotta wow them. And then, uh, you know, and then after that, you know, you wow them with your look and how you present yourself. And then when you go in, then you wow them with your talent after you wow them with your talent, then you can, you know, you can wear a mullet after that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, so I've been talking with people about hair, and a lot of people, um, and, and particularly women, but I, I'd say uh, perhaps men too, can remember some childhood memories of maybe that first haircut. Um, your, your beautiful uh, sainted mother, who was so inspirational to your life, I wonder if you have any any anecdotes of your mom with your hair? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I have an anecdote of my mom with her hair. My mom always had beautiful long hair. Mm-hmm. She always had very long hair. Her hair would 
was uh, would reach beyond her waist, you know, almost to, you know, down to her buttocks. And um, <clears throat> when she was having a very difficult pregnancy with my with my youngest sister Becky, she made uh, promesa a promise to God, like, oh please let me deliver, let me make this, you know, please help me with this delivery. And her promise was that if she delivered Becky safely then she would cut her hair off. I mean, right? Like, oh my goodness. Wow. So I remember in our home, in our living room, uh, and here's a good tip, ladies and gentlemen, like always have a mirror by the front door. So like, <laughs> when you're exiting your house, check yourself. Yes. <laughs> and I have a mirror right by my front door. So mm-hmm. like, check yourself before you leave your door, before you leave your home, right? Mm-hmm. And so my mom always had a mirror by the front door to check herself. And so I remember hearing this, this scream in the living room by the front door. And my mom had cut her hair. Wow. Because she had, she had delivered Becky and Becky was safe and, it, and healthy and all that. And she had fulfilled her promise to God, you know, that wow. if, that was the promise that she had made that yeah. in her head, that if she had delivered, if she had delivered Becky safely, that that was her promise fulfilled that she would cut her hair. So she cut her hair. Of course, it grew back, right? So I always say, like, you know, like, oh, you always hear from women, and maybe from guys sometimes, like, oh, my God, my hairdresser ruined my hair. You know, I forget about it. You know, <laughs> it's only hair. It's going to grow back, you know? Right, <laughs> right. Now, you have a, a lovely silver streak in the front of your hair. Um, it's all natural. Well, yeah. and my mother had, had a very similar streak. Unfortunately, my gray is not coming in that way, so I am coloring right now. But uh, but tell us, a, well, so, I mean, you certainly could have if you wanted to, because they're, again, not just for women, you know, certainly men can dye their hair. So talk a little bit about the decision, or maybe it was just um, a progression of going gray, and does that mean anything to you, or have you had any experiences, you know, with your gray hair? Yeah, you know, I th- I think I finally reached the point in my life, my my age. I know when I was working in L.A. And here's the thing, you know, L.A. You're always remember writing a story of of um, of men and women chasing the fountain of youth in L.A. because that's the Hollywood way. Yeah, and let me yeah. just point out that you were a reporter at the L.A. Times. Yes, 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 for a long time, for almost 15 years, and um, and so an editor had asked me to write a story about. Uh, you know how how uh, people are always chasing the fountain of youth in Los Angeles, and I found that I was one of those individuals doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the way you do that is by dyeing your hair. Mm-hmm. And I started investigating that and noticing how people on television, from news anchors to actors to even the Archbishop of the Catholic Archdiocese. Oh, really? Guess who I called to find out? Come, come on. I knew he was dyeing his hair, and of course he denied it. But I know that God really knew the answer to that question. <laughs> and so, uh, and then I thought, you know, you know, I'm doing it too. And I just, and I remember speaking to my hairstylist back then, or my uh, Dina, who was cutting my hair. And I said, Dina, uh, I just like, like, we have to stop dyeing my hair. It's starting to look like purple under the lights. You know that strange color when men dye their hair? It's like the color of magenta. And so I just wanted to stop uh, doing that. But she kept saying, no, 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 we have to keep dying it. You're in L.A., you're in L.A. And so when I came to Texas, that's when I stopped uh, 
dying it. I said, I just want to finally be authentic. Mm-hmm. That's the one word we keep hearing a lot about now. It's mm-hmm. like, be authentic to yourself. And I just kind of felt that it was time to do that, that I really wanted to embrace the gray. And then when it started coming in, Yvette, I just kind of thought, wow, this is really cool. I like the way it's coming in. And now when I go out and about, I, I have these young guys coming up to me and they say, dude, who, who dyes your hair? And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is like my hair. Look at this. <laughs> I mean, some guys really think that I'm dying it this way. And I said, like, look at me. I'm old. You know, this is my hair. You know, you know, you mentioned the word. I like the way it's coming in. Yeah, no, no, it 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 looks it looks natural, but people pay to get that natural look. I told Tina, I've gone from Dina in L.A. to Tina in San Antonio. Uh I said, just give me a cool modern haircut. So I kind of think, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you let your hair go gray, the way to to make it look modern is like give it a cool twist with a modern haircut mm-hmm. and with the pandemic i started noticing how my hair started to get long mm-hmm. well of course all our hair is getting long right right and i just like let it get long i just recently got it cut maybe two weeks ago it was much longer i had that whole sia look going on <laughs> like it was up to my my upper lip i even did a really fun facebook post with it. i did i grabbed a big christmas bow and put it up here uh-huh i saw that <laughs> and i had the hair like coming down to here it was uh-huh. so funny and uh, I went in. And I told I told uh, Tina. I said, you know, let's just keep let's keep this shag thing going on here. Mm-hmm. But she did cut the sides and she did cut the back, and we we kind of did some fun things to it. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I really like the way it's coming in. Let's do it. So uh, you know, I'm just like having fun with it. You know, you <laughs> mentioned you mentioned authenticity and how that's kind of a buzzword today. But yet, I think a lot of people still feel the pressure, whether you know whether it's LA or not the pressure of, as you said, chasing that fountain of youth. You know, why is that? And and the question is, the question that we ask on this show is, you know, how can we search for, you know, our search for our happiness and activate our joy? How can we do that if we are chasing something and not being fully authentic? Well, you know, I figured I could fake it for a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, but then I figured out people know how to do math. And that's what really tricked me up, you know, Mm -hmm. because after a while you can say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm 35, I'm 42, you know, I'm 47, I'm 53. (laughs) But then when you, you you know, you can't do that when you're like when you're on Medicare, you know, (laughs) and then people go, wait a minute. You've been in this business for 44 years. Mm-hmm. You can't be that age any longer. People know how to do math. So I just kind of figured, you know, I just have to, like, start telling the truth. After all, you are a journalist. <laughs> it's all about telling the truth. <laughs> you, know? you get the truth from people. So come on, tell the truth. So, and I'm cool with that now, you know? Yeah. And I, the thing is, Yvette and all of your listeners and viewers is that I don't, you know, to me, uh, I feel, and I, and I see that in other people is that, is that I feel ageless. I know mm-hmm. that it sounds like so silly, but if you feel that, and sometimes you do feel that, you know, some mornings I feel like I'm 110, you know, <laughs> tell that to my bones. but you know, other times I really do feel like I'm in my forties or maybe in my thirties or in other times I do feel like I'm, you know. 60 something or whatever. Right. Right. But, right. you know, but I do feel like, like in my heart and in my mind, and that's what I, that's how I live my life, which I think is joy. 
Yvette, for me, the definition of joy is when you connect your head with your heart. Mm. And, uh, and that's joy. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're working on. And that's how I tend to approach everything. My head with my heart and my hands, mm. you know, mm-hmm. that's when I start to write and I put my hands on the keyboard. It's my head, my heart, my hands when I'm cooking or I'm making something and I'm always making something, you know, mm-hmm. or even if I have a darn uh, hairdryer in my hand, you know, and the brush and the product, it's, you know, it's, I'm always doing something. And, and, and even when you're working on your hair or styling your hair, you got to make it fun. You got to make it joyful. You know, whether you're doing a pompadour, or you're slicking it back or you're fluffing it up or puffing it up or parting it, you know, it's yeah. all about making yourself feel good and looking good. When you have that state of mind, it makes you happy you mm. know? and everything else just falls in place. It's confidence. Mm-hmm. It's that's what I, that's how I feel about fashion. You have to wear confidence first and everything else falls in place. And I think it's the same thing. And if you don't like the way your hair looks, hell, just like stick it under the sink water and start all over again. <laughs> How many times have we done that, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> or put on a hat. You should see all the hats I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I know about your hats, your Fiesta hats. That's a, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're pretty cool, too. <laughs> they are. Uh, you and I, before we got started, it was talking about um, favorite scriptures and how sometimes you'll pull one out, depending on how you're feeling. Can you tell me a little bit about, about that and, and why you keep those close to you? Yes, actually, I've, um, I pulled these out. These were I carry these in my wallet, and that's why they're folded up. There's two of them. Mm-hmm. They're inside each other, and... Um, I have two, and one, uh, and I also have these written, and I have them by my bed, and um, this is my favorite one, and um, this is one that that I live by every day, and it goes like this. Um, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go, mm. and that's from Joshua 1.9. It's all about having strength, right? And just like, like you know, like get out of bed and make something of today. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know, like yeah. when you take that first step out of bed, when you put the key in your car and you're driving somewhere, or you're walking into your office, or you're standing in front of a class, Yvette, you know, mm-hmm. or you're doing something you know it it's it's about courage and and uh and never feeling alone so i i love this one i think it relates to so many things and then this one you know how people have a tendency to say the wrong thing to you or to someone else and i've been thinking about this especially lately but with with racism being in the news lately yeah and uh and you and i being people of color and God knows, oh my God, I have been faced with it as a Latino, uh, and and I can come up with so many stories of uh, of being of just being put down, right? Because mm-hmm. being a being a person of color, or being uh, or being gay, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. or being or having been poor or whatever, whatever the case may be for so many of us, right? So it's this one. 
whenever you feel unloved, unimportant, or insecure, remember to whom you belong. And that's from Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. And so I love that one. Yeah. Whenever you feel unloved, unimportant, or insecure, remember to whom you belong. So we belong to God. Yes, yes. Right? And Absolutely. we belong to God, and because we belong to God, we belong to our mother, we belong to our father, we belong to our friends, we belong to whoever is important to us, who, who, to whomever will support us whenever we need them, but most of all, to God. Amen. Oh, God. Me up. Yes, no, it's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, and, yeah. you know that's about that's about again connecting your intellect, you know, with yeah, your head with your heart. Yeah, no, it's so important. And you know, I think and all this great hair and all this great hair, exactly. <laughs> you know, I think that a lot of us have been home for a while, whether we were able to work from home or or whether or not we were just being at home or lockdown. Um, and sometimes you feel like, what's the point? I'm not really going to take care of myself or take pride in myself. You know, what's the point? Um, what response would you have to that if someone told you that? No, exactly. No, girlfriend, we got to take care of ourselves. I mean, every day it's like, you know, I dance every day. I cook every day. You got to groom yourself every day. Come on, you've got to make your bed every day. I read the other day, or not, I heard... I heard someone say the other day who wrote a book, one of our military uh, generals, one of our great generals, who said, you start out every day by making your bed. Mm -hmm. You know, you make your bed every day. That's how you begin your day, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, and so and that's so true, you know, make your bed. And and that's like the mark of, of something greater. That's how you begin your day. So yes, you have to do all of these things, and uh, and I know we're in lockdown. I know, and 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 here in San Antonio, you know, it's we're one of the top five cities right now where the where COVID is. The cases of, of COVID are rising. Yes. And Texas is you know Texas, Florida, and California at the moment. And so, in fact, uh, was it two nights ago, we received an alert. I think it was in the evening, like maybe seven o'clock in the evening from our mayor uh, to advising the city to please try to stay home tonight because mm. the cases are rising and hospitalizations are increasing. So that was quite unnerving and quite scary, right? So, and that really drove home the urgency of taking care of ourselves and staying home. And I know so many of us don't want to, and, uh, and wearing the mask and all of that. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, uh, we are staying home and that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to, you know, be lazy about this and lazy about ourselves. You know, I, uh, that also means an, a, an opportunity for us to find self-improvement mm -hmm. and maybe learn new things. Like I mentioned to you before we got on, I actually got up super early this morning and went to an open air market and I said, I want to learn how to cook cabbage today. <laughs> so I went and bought a big head of cabbage. And a friend of mine on the phone is going to teach me how to do that because I've never done that. And I love cabbage. And so she's going to teach me how to stir fry cabbage and all of that. So, like, learn new things, you yeah. know, how to do that. And you mentioned my hat making. I, I make hats. They're wonderful. They're so cool. You they know, are. So and so I'm, I've been doing that. I, I have a beautiful garden in the back. It's a container garden. 
which your garden is great too, Yvette. I, you inspired me. I'm trying. It's wonderful. Has it grown? Has Have you expanded it? it? I have. I have. And actually, I'm going to have an update on that on my blog uh, maybe sometime this week. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I have a container garden and I've been working on it like the last three weeks. And Yvette, I actually went in there and moved all of the container pots cleaned it all out, and I counted 265 container pots in the backyard. Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah, it's beautiful, and it was a great workout, and, you know, I'm staying active and all that. So it's just like finding things that, that you thought you could never do, and then you do it, and you kind of go, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. I built a sidewalk. I did pavers around my deck. You know, that kind of thing, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I even gave Charlie, you know, I have these uh, – Clippers, Charlie's my little dog. Poor Charlie. I gave him a haircut. I kind of messed it up, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a dog groomer, so <laughs> poor little Charlie. <laughs> oh, poor Charlie. <laughs> so you've got a lot, even even in COVID. I mean, you've got a lot going on. Um, what's uh, what's next for you? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm doing some writing. I'm actually putting all of a bunch of stories together that I've written, you know, I've used Facebook as my, uh, as my, my way to write and escape because, uh, you know, being retired now, I don't write for a daily newspaper though I do some freelance, mm -hmm. but I've been putting a lot of little stories together about my mom and just stories about ha uh, having worked the fashion circuit and the red carpet and chasing celebrities and just like fun stories, like the silliest things. And mm -hmm. when I write about them, People respond to them and they laugh and they say, oh, my gosh, you should put this into a little book or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking of putting things together. So I'm, I'm working on that. I'm making the hats and uh, and just doing fun things. I'm creating these outrageous masks that I'm blinging out like the way I do the hats, these masks. OK, so like I need to get really? one of those. I need to get one of those. Really? All right. Say one for yes. me. Because you know what I was. I've got one in mind for you. You know what I was thinking? Because what happens when you, you know, you talked about. For example, when you go to job interview, what do they see? They see head and shoulders. Well, what about yes. when you wear your mask? What do they see? They see your eyes and your hair. So you got to get that hair going. Yeah, you got to get that hair going, and you have to. Was it? What is it? The Tara Banks says you have to uh, smize. You have to smize with your eyes. That's yes. right. Yes, yeah. yes, because they they can't they see your mouth. Yeah. When I was buying the cabbage today, I was telling the girl I said I. Uh, the young woman behind the register, I said, I'm smizing at you. And she knew exactly what I was saying. She said, I'm smizing back. Uh -huh. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> oh, Michael, thank you so much for, for doing this. This has been a lot of fun. Before we go, you have a, a wonderful suit on, multicolor suit that is hand painted. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that suit and what it says on the back? Okay, so the suit... Um, when I had my birthday in uh, in January, I wanted to do a fun event, and um, and so I have an artist friend, Giovanna Desarita, and I wanted to I wanted her to paint all of me. She's a wonderful artist, a young artist, very young. I said, Gio, I have this great idea. I always wanted to do this. So she painted all. She painted. I said paint my face, paint my ears, paint my nose, inside my nose, paint my lips, paint my teeth, all of me. And she says, great, I love I love this idea. 
she says, bring me a white suit. I want to paint, uh, bring me your shoes. So she painted all of me. It was so great, Yvette. I wish she could have been here. Mm -hmm. So this was the jacket, and I'll turn around to the back. Walking uh, masterpiece. That is super neat, and then yeah. We did, and then we did a photo shoot with all of the all of the birthday guests. This was in January, so it was right pre-COVID, like right before everything broke loose. Yeah. You know, and we did a series of photos, and uh, and that's what it was like. Even the table is painted. Everything is painted. <laughs> wow. I mean, these are all real objects, but it looks like everything was painted on a wall, mm -hmm. but it's 3D. Everything was painted. So that's what that is. And look at the... We're talking about the scripture. I didn't even think about this, Yvette. Oh, wow. This is the t-shirt I put on today. They're praying him. Wow. Mm -hmm. Talk about a coincidence. No, today. no, no. There's no coincidences. Not at no. all. Why do you say that? Oh, no. Well, you know what? I believe I believe that, that we are on a path. And we have free will and we can make different choices, but I think that we that we have a path and that our steps are guided. It doesn't surprise me at all that you happen to have the t shirt on with praying hands today. Not at all. How amazing is that? I just I remembered when I uh before I said, Oh, I have to while I was talking, I said, Oh, I have to show you about the praying hands uh -huh. t shirt because you asked me about the scripture. Yeah. I didn't even think of I just like I put it on today. I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> I just so grabbed the t shirt. You know, I yeah. love this T-shirt, but yeah. I didn't even put the two together. You yeah. know, yeah, no, anyway, it's great. I love that that nothing is a coincidence. Thank you, Yvette. I well, love you. I love you too. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you doing the show. Thank you very much. And to our listeners, as always, you know, thank you so much for being here. Um, we've got one more episode to come in uh, in the Joy of Hair Week, where we will talk to Linda Jones. Uh, who did a remarkable thing. Uh, she shaved her beautiful head completely. And we'll talk to her a little bit about why she did that. So definitely subscribe so you will be able to get a notification for when that episode goes up. Uh, Michael, we love you. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, uh, thank you for being here with us. As always, this is Positively Joy and farewell for now. I promised you a sneak peek at Michael's luxurious disco era locks. And I'm going to keep that promise. Just go to the Positively Joy podcast homepage at Yvette B. Walker. That's Y-V-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, B as in Barbara, Walker, dot podbean, dot com. And you will see pictures of Michael today and Michael circa 1980. I think you'll agree that he's as gorgeous as he ever was. <laughs> <laughs>